All right, guys, joining me right now from beautiful Castle Rock, Colorado. He needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. The 2008 tournament MVP of the ASA National, 2010 USSSA Columbus Major Tournament MVP, member of the inaugural 2009 and 2016 Team USA Border Battle Team, member of Team Monster last year in the 2018 War by the Shore, also on Dan Smith Minose, a major team uh, with a lot of history, but most importantly, Lawson, I don't know if you remember this, when uh, you'd pick up with Signature after your T's 13 game, I saw you throw a five-inning spread no-hit shutout, which I've never seen before, but, you know, that being that a said... Long time ago. Oh, I know. It was good times, though. Good times. So, uh, <laughs> thank you again, man, for joining me on the show. I appreciate yeah, it, and... Uh, so let's just kind of get started here. Uh, you know, obviously locally, uh, most notably, start out with Hooters Militia, then got with Max Muscle Sportscasters, Tease 13, and then pipe back out of Iowa. It's got to be about close to 10 years you've been playing, you know, this major level softball. How did you get started in that initially? What was the introduction to that? Uh, the introduction was actually the 2008 when I got the MVP for ASA. Um, was when I actually got introduced to I uh, got offered, actually, to go down to the U-Trip Major Co-Ed World Series, which you got second at, and yeah, I that actually started it. So from there, that started the whole U-Trip um, playing at the conference level. Okay. That started out that for me. Gotcha. And then, uh, you know, some people wanted to know, let's stick with Major Softball for a little bit. Um I'm not asking dollar figures if you want to share more power to you. I actually do recall that when that was coming around, you were talking to Ryan Elrod. We were at the tailgate for the Missouri-Nebraska game, and he gave you a number in mind. But uh, now, you guys, you have literal contracts, don't you? Or some of the guys do, like professional athletes. I mean, you're basically professional athletes for all intensive purposes, aren't you? Yeah, so when you sit down with your sponsor, he uh, puts a contract in, in, your, in front of you. Which nowadays it's not as as much because you, with you trips, so obviously making the rules with when you're on the squad, you're locked in until you're released. So they really don't do too much as far as I mean, you still have a paper contract you sign with your sponsor, but okay. uh, most of it is still locked in on the major level or a conference level, even just because there's obviously C and B and A and double A teams. Right, right. Um, you're not allowed to be released until that team releases you. Gotcha. So it again, it is basically a legally binding document from all it sounds like. So that's serious stuff. So now um, it's not really legally bad. I mean, it's you just can't play anymore. Oh, I see what you're saying. With any other team. Okay. So then that kind of includes, uh, you know, expense. Your like your travels paid for. Maybe a little bit more cash. On you know. Uh, are there performance bonuses for? Like I'd mentioned, you won the Columbus Major MVP. Do some teams? pay bonuses for like all tournament team or even winning the tournaments does it go that far yeah. as well no no don't go that far okay um like i said nowadays it's just mainly your sponsors um you know they're we're fortunate enough to have sponsors like dan and yeah. you know up in the upper level where they do take care of you know they will take care of your travel and your rental car and your hotels and stuff like that awesome now what do you do on the the side as far as any kind of um, the way they look at it is kind of reimbursing you for, you know, your any kind of other expenses or time or anything like that that you're giving up from your family life or gotcha. 
yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's let's uh, bounce back to Team USA uh, again. You were one of the original members of the 2009 team. Uh, it was awesome to be able to watch you on TV. You know, it's a little surreal to see a guy that you know that you've played with and against, and he's on ESPN playing softball. Even had a chance to make one of your patented plays up the middle. Uh, how so? That ask on that team was through that uh, ASA A MVP, correct? Yeah, correct. Um, and the the funny part is is uh, obviously a lot of that was by mostly recognition from the guys that I played at the upper sure, level. Sure, absolutely. Um, and that was the first time, obviously, that they had ever done it. So they were like, "Well, we got to take the ASA team, and put them on it." So that was pretty cool. Coming from nobody even knew who. Obviously, somebody from Nebraska was right at the time. Yeah, um, and so that was the cool part for me is being able to represent not only Nebraska but, like I said, on the inaugural team, and nobody even you know knowing who who I was was is actually the best part. Yeah, and then you and I, Lawson, uh, back in the day, I remember sitting down and picking your brain about it. But I want the uh, others listening to to know. I remember the one thing I did ask you was, you know, everyone plays for their sponsors and they're proud to represent but when you look down and see United States of America on your chest what does that mean to you? You know it's actually phenomenal just representing I don't it was it was just so cool it's honestly it gives you chills thinking about it yeah it really um, does I mean you did it of, you know <laughs> with everything just with everything that's went on with our history of the United States yeah you know, with all the servicemen and women, you're just glad that you could be a part of something that that's big. Obviously, there's no slow pitch up on the Olympics or anything. Right. But it was still pretty cool to put on that jersey and represent the whole United States. Yeah, and I, I definitely, you know, so, I think I speak for everybody else. You did us all proud, bud. So, you know, that was that. awesome. Uh, skipping ahead to the 2016 team, if you don't mind. Um, <laughs> you are the signature player on the USA Monster Torch. First off, it's not badass enough to see you playing in the game. You now have a signature bat. How did that relationship with Monster come about? Um, to be honest, the, the cool part was um, Carla contacted me and was like, because I had said that I'm going to swing. So I was playing actually with a team that he had sponsored. Okay. And so he never asked me to even swing his product. Um, but I just knew it was like the best product in the game you know at the time and it still is very yeah. good product for the ASA market right and you know he, he hadn't had very many players swinging his model but whenever he had contacted me because I stayed loyal to him with, so I was like you know what I'm playing with this team that swings this product so I'm gonna swing a monster and that's when he contacted me and was like hey um you know what for you doing this um I would like to give you your own signature bat and I was like that's really cool so that was yeah. really nice of him and I'm very much appreciative of him doing that because like I said it is nice and it is cool like honestly when I went back and played in Nebraska um, not too long ago and to see other people in Nebraska obviously that support it and still swing that bat mm-hmm. is so fun to watch and see and yeah. a lot of people didn't know that that was me and that's still fun that's the nice part and fun to me is you know when I go to somewhere, a lot of people didn't know that that's me that's on their back that they're swinging. Right. a cool part. Yeah, and uh, a little fun side story. Uh, 2016, you were playing with T35 <laughs> and over that, you know, that f- later on that fall. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, you're playing with T's, I'm playing with Team Travis. 
And I look down at the rack and I'm looking out at you and I'm like, I'm going to see if I can get a hit off of Lawson White with Lawson White's bat. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was fun and surreal if for I remember me. Right, you did, I, I did. You know what the best part was? I, I told Andy. I told Andy Bent too. I was going to get a ball past him. So it was the best of both worlds. And I completely credit that to the product in my hands and the name on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those bats are—they are nice and they're still good. They're really good, and I still still swing mine all the time. Yeah, um, it's still and it just gets harder and harder. With, yeah, know, it really fast. does. I mean, you're right. I mean, no, typically, no. you're absolutely right. You'll see, you know, and I think, I, I don't even, I, I say this respectfully, the thing holds up. I mean, you still see, you know, DNAs that are two and three years old and like your bat's now going on three years old, but you still see guys swinging them and they're just as hot as I saw them three years ago and they're passing and it, you know, Carl really does have his stuff together as far as the product in the game. And you're right. It's, yeah. I like personally swing good yeah. about Carl. It's his uh, his product. Um, he will, like I said, he guarantees that it will not break if you don't. As long as you're hitting the fifty-two, three hundred ball. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you I personally that, so. swing the. I swing a sinister, the forty-five hundred handle flex. So I mean, I, I've had it in my hands myself, and it's it's great stuff. So uh, with that Lawson again, uh, this past actually about a year ago. The big uh, monster war by the shore against uh, Smash It Sports. Uh, you were a part of that as well. Um, looked pretty intense, and I, I actually, you know, everybody kind of complained about the low scoring. I kind of dug it because to me, that's real softball. I, you know, I know at that level, like every single guy is like a. It seems to be a fall out of bed eight hundred hitter, but I really enjoyed seeing actual double plays turned and great catches and plays and you know it actually took some effort to get a ball to lift a ball and get it out of there um what was your experience like was it in, you know was there that tension between the two teams i mean uh, not even about the money or was it part of the money or just the bragging rights what what was that you know atmosphere like yeah uh, that's funny that you asked that because the first time i go off your note that Honestly, um, that is softball, and that's the way softball should be with technology. It took your home run hitters to hit a home run. Yes. Um, and that and that's the way it should be. Agreed. I mean, totally agree. Like I said, I mean, when you're playing, I mean, technology itself is hot enough, but when you, you're the, the smaller guys in the game and weren't hitting it out, I mean, and that's the fun part is it did bring the defensive back, and you did have to make the defensive plays to win it. Um, it was very intense. Um, both teams wanted to win really bad. And there, I wouldn't say there was any bad blood, but everybody just was that intense. Yeah, to win so you're right. Bad. It didn't seem to be sponsor, right. Right. That you, when you were in there, I mean, you just you just felt, I mean, you just, it, was, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. And to be able to do that at Nogville event, um, I think they're actually expanding that. I don't know how much you know about that, but they're expanding that. I want to say to the top four teams. Oh, year. nice is what they were talking about doing. So um, in between the super winner and whether it be the second place, and then if they end up doing that, I I don't know as far as the relationship now between Carl and Utrecht and everything else went on because I really don't stay in that mix that much. But um, that was kind of the talk is that the event was very, very successful. Um, There was a lot of people watching. Yes, there were. a lot of the softball world, you know what I mean? So that was a cool event that they were able to put on. It might only be the only time that it ever happens, which is, you know, you never know. So luckily enough, like I said, 
great sponsors that we have for this game that we'd love to play. Um, you just never know what they're going to do or your, how they come to an agreement or, you know, to make something big like that happen. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, again, with the summer, I and uh, a couple other guys close to you had heard that you might be flirting with retirement in 2018. Uh, I know, like I said, after War by the Shore, I think you played a couple things and then kind of took a minute for yourself. And then uh, was Dan Smith giving you that call, kind of the, hey, you know what, this is, again, one of those opportunities that maybe you should look at and give it a shot? So how that came about was, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't actually going to play. Um, and then Dan called me up and was like, hey, I would, you know, I'd like you to pitch for us. And it's very rare, like I just tell my wife, it's very rare, obviously, it's a rare opportunity for a major sponsor to call you. And obviously yeah. I've always wanted to make it to the major level. Right. I've always played against them. And, you know, it's it was really cool when you called. Um, and I couldn't pass up the opportunity to play for somebody like that and to be a part of something like that for reaching. And like I told my wife, there's, that's something that I've finally reached my goal Yeah. Um, that I've always wanted to play. And should it happen earlier, I, you know, I would have loved it too. But it's just now it happened now. It definitely at the end of my career. But I was, you know, it's getting closer to the end. And I just told her, I said, I can't pass up this opportunity. So I'm going to go and play. And she's on board. And so, I mean, because that's the main part is you have to have, obviously, the other house with you. Yes. Um, because it is a busy schedule. Yeah. Um, so. For sure. It, and so whenever I talk to her, she's like, you know, you got to do it. So. Of course, I wanted to do it. Yeah, <laughs> and, it. Yeah, and uh, for those who may not know, just to kind of basically localize it, Dan Smith Minose is is basically like a T thirteen when you say Lawson, as far you know, all across the board where they've they've been around forever. They're known as probably the longest tenured major team. They have a history behind them of success. So it definitely was something that you're absolutely right. I mean, those are the you know, all it's obviously I can tell that you're humbled by any team that asks you, but especially one like that. I mean, that's something that definitely deserves consideration. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, it was and, and playing with all the teams that I have played with and fortunate to play with all good guys and for good sponsors that I have played with. I mean, that's the one thing the best part, Jake, is the conference and playing at the upper level. I've played some, for some sweet sponsors. You have. And just, some, and I am with a bunch of great guys that are lifelong friends that I, you know, talk to quite a bit. Right. Try to stay in touch. And then that's the nice part, too, is um, whenever I decided to go with Dan, um, you know, I whenever you show up at a tournament and for guys that you haven't played with in years and seen in years and just different stuff like that, that's your weekend that you get to hang out and see everybody. And yeah. That, that, that's a lot of fun to me. Obviously, it, I enjoy the game, but I enjoy being around all the guys, too. Exactly. Okay, uh, Lawson, I'm going to uh, gonna uh-huh. dig into the bag here to see what kind of questions people had for you. I have a couple of my own mixed in, but uh, they're going to be all over the board, so uh, we'll no just kind of hit you. Uh, this first one is one of mine, and I want your opinion on it. Uh, do you think the pitching box should be adopted for all levels of play at the ASA sanction, similarly to U Triple SA? The six, the six feet, yeah, like the six feet behind the mound that you're allowed, rather than, you know, like U Triple SA, they're a little bit more lenient on not being exactly. Or again, I know majors a little different, but uh, 
was it you know normal U Triple S A they uh, you get the little six foot box behind where pitchers you know can maybe defend themselves a little easier. Um. So no, not really, Jake. Uh, my take on it yeah. is they need to go back to the twelve to six foot pitch. Okay, that's interesting. That's, uh, that's what makes the difference. If you ask me, between well, you'd be the one to ask. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, like so, I mean, and that's the main difference is in twelve foot when you pitch twelve foot. Um, when you were like back when it was pitching twelve foot, yeah. you have more time to get back to back up. Yeah, and set. And so I think, and and I just think that. Honestly, the best part is is it shows who does play SA, who can play SA compared to U-Trip. Right. Um, a lot of hitting-wise, you have to be able to hit the 12-foot. If you can hit the 12-foot pitch, that takes some practice. It does. And it takes, you know, and it takes you playing ASA to be able to hit it. Right. So that's why a lot of the major guys, you know, they, they're like, oh, I'm not sure I really like ASA. Well, that's because you haven't really played it or practiced it. And it's tough to hit. Yeah, it absolutely it's a whole is. whole different game, but that's what makes it, I thought, made a difference. But okay. obviously, it doesn't really matter. But, so the 6 to 10, I just think, is too much of a – to me, it's, I, I just think it would make a world of difference going back to the 6-12. Awesome. Okay, uh, another yeah. question we have from someone. Who is the nicest guy in major softball? And then a follow-up, who's the biggest dick? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I gotta think about that one for a second. So let's skip that one for now. Okay. Think about it while we're talking about some loss of both of us. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> okay. So think about both of them for a second. All right. I'll uh, we'll go uh, to the next one. What yeah. is the uh, main piece of advice you would give to a pitcher listening to uh, us talk right now? If you could just give them one piece of advice. Oh, definitely, it's uh, change of speeds. Okay. Like uh, to be honest, pump banking and does some things to some hitters, but most of the time the difference is uh, in between speeds and locations. Right. And I have noticed that about you, Lawson, to be honest with you, is, mm-hmm. and for lack of better terms, your style is more of an ASA no matter what you play. I really don't see you pump fake a lot. You're right. You'll you'll move it in and out. You'll go higher. You'll go lower. You know, you'll waste a pitch right. when you need to. You're not one of those, like, mooch, you know, uh, mooch where he'll, you know, he'll pump fake you into you know, a stupor where you're just, you know, you're like you said, you're working the ball more. So yeah, I definitely, definitely notice that about your style as well. Okay. If someone, if someone wants to try and, I mean, like, so Andy's the most well-known out of the and kudos to Andy's phenomenal. Yes. I mean, you watch him, he doesn't affect very much. Right. Andy's more of a location uh, it's got a great knuckleball. Yeah, his knuckleball's and, uh, ridiculous. You know, so that's one. So your main thing is, like I said, is, is location and being able to change up your speeds. Where somebody like if you know they want to go opposite field, you know you want to you want to throw a little faster because it's not as easy to control trying to take it to right field. Right. As a guy that you know, so there's just different ways you look at it and the different ways that you watch as you're pitching. You gotta you gotta know. The hitter. So I know the lineup. Once I pitched to you one time, yes. lineup, I know where you wanted to go last time. Right. Someone make you try to go somewhere else. Yeah. By by locating it differently. And yeah. See, that's what I've that, always so. I've always liked. And you know, again, I've picked your brain and watched you. You know, Lawson White does know how to have a good time. You know, uh, I don't think you smoke anymore. But you know, you'd go have your beer, you'd chat people up, you'd smoke your cigarette between innings. But 
I noticed it, man. You're still watching. You know what I mean? You're you're not right. you're not just you know. It's part. I think it's part of your deal, which I completely understand and appreciate. Well, the but part is, I still do smoke, and it's hard to quit whenever I am playing. Yeah, that is. <laughs> like if everybody watches me, I'll be outside the dugout, yeah. and I'll be watching, and I'll be pacing the back of the yes. dugout, and I'll be watching yes. everything that's going on, and, and thinking about what I'm going to do next. What I got exactly. Because I when I come in, I ask where I'm at in the lineup. Yeah. You know, for their lineup. Just kind of game planning. And yep. it's my thinking mechanism. It's obviously not the best for you, but it's uh, something I can't give up right now at this point in time. So hey. I probably retire from the game. No, I got you. It, it is, <laughs> I, I have to be honest with you, same deal with me. Um, I mean, you and I have enjoyed a, a clear cocktail once in a while, and I do not, right. I do not drink unless, I mean, that's really the only time, hanging out with the boys at the ball field. I... You know, if you come over to the house right now, I ain't got a drop of it in the house, but uh, everyone's always got coolers full or bottles full at the field. So, yeah, it's like you said, it's just that environment. So I definitely know what you mean. Um, Next one up. If someone wants to try and work towards playing a higher level, even maybe getting to major softball one day, what would you say gets them noticed uh, by those teams? How do they get noticed? You have to play upper. Like, you have to want to go, like, I know the Kansas City Major's not there no more, but you have to find a team where you're going, like, to Chicago. Sure. Somewhere close. Like, so, like, so the way that I made it happen was I wasn't even playing with GCP. Right. They asked me to go for that ASA. Well, I had a really good weekend and ended up having the ASA and the T. Well, that's what opened the door for me. Sure. I just took that weekend and went and played with those guys and was noticed by beating, you know, like I said, playing the Helmers, playing Wegman, playing all the upper guys, the well-known guys, and beating them. And then they're like, who's this guy? Yeah. And then that's the next thing you know is somebody's asking about you, somebody telling people about you. Because you know, as well as I do, the softball world is small, really. It really is. It. it is. a lot of people that play, but there's a lot of people, you know, that talk to everybody. There's always people talking about everything. So you have to, instead of trying to classify and playing with a team which I don't, this is weird to me that, like I said, that there's an E or a D. I think it should be all one. That's and, interesting. And if you're, you know, if you're struggling a little bit, but that's how you become better in my eyes. So you got to take your lumps and then learn from it. Right. Uh, like I said, you can't be scared of, okay, so like you go to a softball tournament and see if I play or whatever and somebody protests me. I just think that's crazy. One player isn't going to do anything anyway. Yeah. For the most part, it can make a little bit of difference, but for the most part, one player is not going to make it. And I just think that hard work and, like I said, not being afraid to take on the competition, you got to be ready to luck. And, you know, playing well, you have to perform at the right time and be no different. It has to be no different. You just have to just perform and be able to show them that, you know what, you can play right with them. Nice. All right, I appreciate that. Uh, next, yeah. next one up. Are you planning at all in 2019 to come back to Nebraska to play anything? Um, I am, actually. Um, I still always try to make the state tournament. I love playing the state tournament, the 35 and over. I do, too. That usually works into my schedule. I don't know um, if it will this year because they did move the ASA Super um, to the middle of August Okay. instead of the end of September. But I always try to usually make the 35 and over state. And then I usually, like I said, with being 40 now, 
I will uh, I'll probably stay in Sunday and play on Sunday the 40 overall. So if I get fit, if I can. Yeah, if you if you happen to back. be there, I think uh, I think I could find you a spot yeah. on Team Travis and if I'm you get nothing back else. To Coney area, yeah. I'm my wife from Coney, so when I come back, like last time when I played in that co-ed tournament, yeah, uh, Brian has asked me. Brian Shermer has asked me if I would play. I'm always game to play if I have some time and and the availability to do it. I'm always game to play with whoever. So yeah, exactly. I enjoy that. That's fun to me. To it is too. To meet new people and you know play with different people and. Be able to share if they, you know, they have questions or whatever. I, you know, just like to show them and have fun with them. Right. All right. Which monster bat weight and handle stiffness do you currently swing? So, well, I still swing. It just depends on what's kind of the situation for me. So I swing two different bats. Okay. I swing um, my own um, for like a, a base hit situation. Type sure. Deal. Sure. And then if I know I kind of want to go for um, like a situation where I'm gonna come up where there's a lot of people on base and I want to hit it out. I, I still I swing the 26 ounce uh, bombardier the one piece because I like a one piece better for whenever I'm swinging a little for a little bit further distance. Nice. What handle um, stiffness do you typically piece, go with? The handle I uh, I go with the stiff. 45. I, I do believe my my regular my bat is actually a regular the 3500. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it actually and then was. I swing yeah. the 4500 for the bombardier. Gotcha. You know what, Lawson? Just just a, sni- a side note, real quick. I I mean, Carl yeah. makes a great product. Don't get me wrong, but where I think he's cornered the market is on that one piece with the floating inner barrel. So you know, like it's it's a bat like you and I used to swing, whether it's the Mike and Freak or something like that. Where because I I yeah. definitely prefer the one piece feel, and I think you know I think that's absolutely where you know he's grabbed people. You know, older guys in the game. Like my attention is that the one piece composite. Stiff flex, I I just love them. So yeah, I I swing that sinister forty five hundred myself. So I'm all all about right, it. That's why I really like. I I just like the the feel of that for whenever you go for distance too. Yeah, that's different. Right, it is. Uh, how long does a bat yeah, yeah. typically last you? Um, actually, that's funny that you asked. So I, I a bat. So I get usually I'll get a couple bats, a couple to four bats, and they'll last me all year long. Okay. I rotate them. I kind of rotate them. Sure. Um, whether I'm hitting BP or if I am in a tournament or whatever, I will rotate all four bats, and that way I keep them all game ready. And that that way, if one does break, um, <laughs> that means you get Yeah, usually four four bats will last me all year long. Okay. And still be good. I still use my. I still have a free thirty from two years ago that I still swung. I swung them last year. Um, but they do typically will last me a season. The the highlighter freak thirty, that yellow on yellow. Yep. That yeah, thing is. Yep. Yeah, I that thing is. That. I still have that. And I still pass. Yeah, that thing is hot. Yeah. But yeah, uh, nice. uh, back, uh, somebody had a question about the war by the shore. Uh, had you had Team Monster one, was the fifty thousand to be split amongst you players? <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, uh, some of it. Some I of it, sure. He was going to do some of it. Okay, and again, uh, again, kind of was, was, yeah. You know what? For winning, because he, he, Carl, he's not always about the money, which is cool. No, no, no. And, and, and I, yeah, I just fun. And, but he was like, you know, um, it was never set in stone or nothing. But I would imagine he probably would have shared some of it with us. Sure, no, which would have cool. been really cool. Obviously, right. but okay. Uh, n- uh, another person submitted a question. 
Who has hit the furthest home run off of you? <laughs> My teammate right now, Kevin Kennington, has hit the furthest home run off me. Um, he, hit, he hit the ball. I cleared, I want to say, by at least 15 feet at Disney, at Walt Disney World, at the Wild World Sports, at, uh, where the clock is, if everybody has been there. Is that with the flags oh, in left field, too, Lawson? Uh, he, he murdered it, and I went after he hit it, I was like, yeah, that's definitely by far the furthest ball. Is that the one with the flags up on the hill? Yes, that no, okay. is correct. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, not on the hill. No, oh. my bad. Well, that's the stadium. No, okay, that's the stadium. Where the clock tower is in center field. Yes, okay, I'm with you now. He, he cleared that bad boy by 10 feet. I, I knew it had to be close to, I want to say, 480 to 500 yards, 500 foot shot. Jeez. It was, uh, he, he crushed it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm just glad it didn't come in my face. Right. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. I, <laughs> when it, when it's 400 feet behind you, that's a win-win. When if you're asking even right. me, uh, I did see. I don't remember who it was, but somebody said that the funniest thing that they saw was you playing in no socks. I personally have seen you playing flip flops, so it wasn't that far of a stretch for me. But uh, right. what are some funnier things that you've seen in the game like that that made you laugh? Um, you know, I, it just, I've seen, obviously you see your teammates, I've seen guys swing and miss and strike out and you're like, Whoa. <laughs> you know, it, it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, obviously some of the guys at our level and you just like, yeah, you wouldn't think that would happen. And they're like, holy cow. You know yeah. Because you're, you're, you're talking about guys that take BT knots, you know, yeah. a lot of the time, like three times a week or whatever. Right. And you just see him and you are with him and you're like, Whoa. You know, you just laugh at them, and all you can do is laugh and yeah. see if they're okay up, you know? Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, but I do, now that I think about it, we'll come back, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, the nicest guy in the game, yeah. I would have to say, okay. that I was thinking about was my old teammate, Beast Nemo. Yeah, okay. The um, ASP guy, right? Leeds, he owns ASP. Right? Okay, gotcha. Right? Yeah. But uh, the best part of our lease is, I mean, he'll post it sometimes on his Facebook because she's just a, a real kind-hearted guy. And, like, if there's a person that is, like, a, say, homeless or whatever, right? he won't give him money, but he sure will go buy him a meal, take him a meal. Sure, sure. And just do kind of things like that for people. And that's, uh, he's, and he's just friendly with everybody in the game, obviously. So, real nice guy. Yeah. And, and I believe- I'd have to say, now that I think about it, it's not really, I wouldn't call him a dick. Okay. But Andy just... To, just when Andy, he's real competitive. Sure. And he sure does bitch the most out of everybody. Okay. Yeah, we'll go with that. Who, who's so, the who's the biggest pain in the yeah, ass? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, he, he definitely, everybody saw him throw his tantrums. He uh, yeah. definitely likes to bitch. Okay. But that's just him being hey. competitive. You know, it's him just wanting, you know, whether it be call or the next call or he just wants to win. Yeah. Which is, you know. And how many guys do you and I know like that too? That if you sit and yeah, talk man, to them, they're the best dude you've ever met. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling the umpire, I'm like, come on, I need that pitch or whatever. Yeah. All right. Uh, but, let's so see. That, that that. Sorry, I just was while well, I had it in yeah. my mind. I yeah, yeah. awesome. Sure I, I appreciate it. Forgot about the question. And you know, I wasn't letting you off the hook anyway. <laughs> right. So right. Uh, uh, another one submitted. How many purple dragons does it take you to get in the zone? Good old Kyle. I actually caught that today. Yeah, did you? He's my teammate from Precision, yeah. Okay. Um, and the, the fair answer is it's about four. Okay. I and actually... the reason why people are like, yeah. lots of drinks and plays, 
to be honest, I, I have those cocktails because it relaxes me yeah. and slows down the game for me. You know what I mean? Sure. So that's why I do it. Um, like I tell my sponsors, it's never an issue. It's not no, like I, I've never, and I have to be honest with you, I've never no. seen you, I've never seen you even at a, you know, a, a, a throwaway like fun tournament. I've never seen you impaired to where you couldn't defend yourself or you were incoherent. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's your thing. You wanted chicken days then? Oh that, no, chicken days. No, no. Hey, hey. Lawson, what happens in Wayne stays in Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Speak, sure speaking of, uh, speaking you're, of you're that, on people like that, having fun. That yeah, happens. no, uh, I was gonna say, uh, I still call it the L Dub to this day. I don't have as many as I do used to, but uh, you and I should have one the next time I see you. You remember the uh, the Doctor po- Pepper, the Morgan, and the Splash of Red Bull? I still call it the Dub to yep. this day. It's a be- one of the best yeah. mixers I've ever had in my life. So that one, I I call the Dub, and I give you credit. So. Uh, I, I haven't had a purple that, dragon yeah. yet, so uh, I'll have to try Actually, one. It's a real good drink, not a bad drink. Yeah, what is it? Uh, basically, uh, grape Gatorade and purple ga- and uh, grape uh, vodka. Is that is that basically the gist so, of it? Yeah, it's uh, it is. It's three olives, grape vodka, and I, I mix it up with G two grape Gatorade. Um, just because I'm I'm not a big fan of the regular Gatorade, so sure. too sugary for me. So I put G two, and then I just top it off with some sugar free Red Bull. Yep. Um, and it just tastes like a great possible, so and it's refreshing when it's hot. Uh, and it, uh, like I said, give me my good little buzz. Yep. And that's funny, Kyle. I said because we had yeah. so much, we had a good time, a lot of good times. So that is. And neat. he's welcome to Omaha, Kyle. He's a great guy. And yeah. Fun to be around. So anybody that gets to play with him, be all a blast because he's he's a lot of fun to be around. Well, your word's good enough for me. Um, yeah. Got a v- few variations of this one, but uh, I just kind of mm-hmm. summed it up. How is hitting middle handled at the major level? Uh, basically, what do your teammates say or do about it? Um, is it treated? Is it treated basically the way you know back in your Omaha days, where you know what I mean, where it was kind of a. I, is it as much of a thing at the major level? I guess I'll put it that way. Uh, to be honest, it's it's uh, worse. <laughs> it does seem worse. You know, Not only the so, speed of the ball, but the the frequency. Yeah, so to explain that, um, you know, we all know it's part of the game. Yes. And it's dangerous. It is dangerous to pitch, but I love it. And it's like I tell my teammates, you know, if you know somebody's coming at it. Yeah. So so you do know if they are. And then obviously, then it becomes where your teammates are protecting you, so they kind of do the same thing. Right. But like I tell them, if I know that they're not doing it on purpose, I have no problem that they go there. Yeah, agreed. And I mean, I don't, it's, you know, I don't you know, play what you play, but yeah, agreed. It is dangerous. I mean, obviously, nobody has seen. There's a YouTube photo, uh, YouTube video when I got hit in Chicago, hit mm-hmm. in the helmet. Yeah, and it knocked me straight down. You know what I mean? And it's scary, but yeah. Um, like I tell, like I tell any of my friends or my wife or anybody. Yeah. Um, I do it because I love it. I know it's dangerous, but yeah, and that's fun, but. It, it, uh, it's it's more like at our level, you know that people are doing it on purpose. That's you do. The difference. And even and I right. say this respectfully, even at you know at my D and E level, uh, you know when there's intent. You know, I mean, there's a difference between hitting the pitch and intent. And mm-hmm. you know, I I don't maybe you've had the same conversation with your wife, but I've said to mine that if I'm not mad about it, it's okay. But if you see I'm mad about it, there's a problem. 
you know, but, uh, right. you know, I, I can help. I mean, I can count on one hand. Yeah, exactly. You know, own your pitch. I think that's one of the big things right. that, that's lost. That's, is, that's, that's a good way to look at it is tell people. Because anybody that gets up and pitches, you seriously, if you're not willing to get hit, yeah. then you shouldn't. Honestly, you shouldn't be there. Right. You don't want to be, but you're absolutely right. You have to know it's going right. to happen. It's just a matter of when. And please, 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 I tell everybody to wear a helmet. Yes, thank you. Please wear a helmet. I mean, it's... Whatever it is, whatever level. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Like you said, you could be playing, and it's more likely, like I said, it's like if I was back in Nebraska, it's honestly more likely there than getting hit at my level, but it's it's just dangerous. Yeah. And it only takes the one shot. Right. Okay. With the technology in the balls. Yeah. So uh, that's the only thing I want to tell everybody is please put a mask on if you're going to get up there. I appreciate it. I appreciate it because I'm definitely an advocate for, you know, like you said, we all go to work Monday. So, uh, all right, Lawson, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, we're going to wrap it up. I have what I call the five man. Uh, I like to ask everybody at the end. Just They're just five off the top of your head questions. Uh, So we'll uh, start out with uh, what is or was your favorite tournament to play in? I would have to say the Smokey. Um, anybody that's been to the Smoky knows it is uh, just the atmosphere and the, the town with the history. Last year was the 50th anniversary. Oh, wow. And the history, people just from the whole town just come and they just watch softball and love it. They embrace it. They take, I mean, you got kids coming up. They want your autographs and they just love to watch. And it's it's just a cool environment. And that is a, actually a really cool tournament. It's like, been just to go watch for people. That is one of the best ones in Tennessee, in the Smoky Hill, Tennessee area. Awesome. Smoky Mountain Classic is what it's called. Okay. Next one up. Who is the best player you've ever played against? The all-around best player i played against? I would have to say Wegman. Okay. Um, Brian Wegman can head and field. And he's just always consistent. And uh, a really nice guy to be around. Yeah. Uh, that's it, Brian. Okay. Yeah, Wigman, I got a lot of respect for that guy. Okay. You cannot choose yourself. Bottom of seven, two outs, no home runs left, tying runs on second. Who do you want taking that at bat? Uh, I'd have to go with Bryson Baker. I don't think there's a better hitter out there than Bryson Baker. I love you for saying it. I'm Personally, I... I'm a. I'm gonna freely admit it. I'm a Bryson Baker fan. I would love to meet the guy someday because I. He's 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 uh, our age. Back yeah. And uh, doesn't show really much emotion, and he's just a stone cold hitter. That's yeah. all there is to it. He's the toughest out man. What is uh? I heard. I actually. I think it was Helmer. If it wasn't, it was. It might have been Wegman. But somebody said uh, most guys try and place the ball. He can hit a blade of grass. You point out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's just, uh, he's just, like I said, it's an honor to be on the field with the guy. The guy is great. He's fun to pitch against. And you honestly, you know what? You just try your best to just, because if you get him out, it's, that's, uh, very impressive. For somebody that's hit his average for as long as he hit, yeah. has played, yeah, he's, he's, that's definitely, that's who I'd want up. Okay. Sure. If you could change one thing about the game of softball, what would it be? Aluminum. Yeah, boy. I just think technology, honestly, is going to hurt this game. Because I, pretty soon, 
nobody's really going to want to pitch, to be honest with you. Completely agree. It's getting. Completely agree. And that, like I said, I, I like the fact that you have to put your time in at the gym. You have to put your time in just overall to become a power hitter and to be able to hit the ball further. than you know, there's a lot of these, like the kids nowadays, they don't know what it was like to be able to have to hit a ball, you know, with, yeah. with the aluminum bat to go that far. Well, and again, you and I are, we're both 40. You and I used to be able to name maybe on two hands the guys that could consistently put it out now. I mean, it's it's the bats. It's, it's the bats. It's Jimmy Hitter. Yeah. Right. It really is. So, <laughs> last... That's one thing I would change, is I think games should go back to aluminum. Okay. Um, I don't, it wouldn't obviously happen. Right. It's not the way the today's society is or anything like that. Sure. But I, aluminum bats would definitely make it. Okay. Last one I... Last one, I always make a fun one that's non-softball related, and someone submitted this one, and I loved it. Now that you live in Colorado, do your friends here in Nebraska hit you up more for weed or Broncos tickets? (laughs) (laughs) You know, the fun part about that is... is, (laughs) I'll tell you off the air who it was. I'll tell you off the air afterwards who it was, too, Lawson. Okay, but yeah, so... The best part is when they do come out and see me, you know, of course, I'm going to take them back to the dispensary. So, if they, you know, that's going to walk because obviously I don't smoke. So, sure. <laughs> that is fun. It's like I said, they get it out and they, you know, whether they have or haven't done it, any right. of my friends, you know, I'm just like, here, if you want to try it, here, yeah. you know, whatever. Yep, exactly. But that's the fun part. So, I don't really get hit up too much as far as that. And I do keep it, the best part is, like I tell my wife, since we're both from Nebraska, is. Uh-huh. I honestly have more friends in Nebraska still than I do out here in Colorado just because of the way that it is. I miss the Midwest, so. Yeah. Nebraska's still home. There's no doubt about it. It always will be. And I'm, I miss it. Like I said, it's, it's a great place. All right. Uh, and right. there is no place like Nebraska. Though. <laughs> there, there's here. not. There's not. All right. Uh-huh. We're, uh, we're going to wrap this up, Lawson, but uh, I absolutely want to thank you for doing the show. Um, Again, you've always been a mentor to me, a friend. Uh, you're one of my favorite people in the game, but you're my liver's least favorite to drink with. Um, I, I can't say I can't say enough about you, man. And uh, one last thing for uh, maybe the powers that be listening: this guy on the phone with me right now. There's a building on the corner of the uh, Smith Softball Complex in Hastings, and the waiting period after you retire is five years. But if you are not inducted into that Hall of Fame at 12.01 a.m. at your very first day of eligibility, Lawson, there's a problem with that selection process. So uh, I appreciate that, but Like I said, it's been a blast. And I just want to know, like I said, they can, anybody can hit me up anytime um, from Nebraska or any, anywhere. It doesn't matter. Um, I'll definitely give my cell phone number. It's 308-520-4075, whether they have any kind of questions. They're more than welcome to text me, call me, whatever. Awesome. I wish everybody the best this year. It'll be fun. Like I said, if you ever want to watch, um, it's always on you, Triple S A Live. Awesome, Lawson. Thanks again, bud. We'll talk to you soon. So, thanks. Appreciate it.